Hey guys, what's up? This is the Secret Top 10 Episode 2 with guest James L. Edwards. Now, uh, James L. Edwards is an indie actor and director. He has been acting for uh, over three decades, uh, four probably, and he actually had just started directing movies of his own, including Her Name Was Krista, uh, Brimstone Incorporated, and coming up, uh, Trivial. So this is his third feature film coming up. I want him to come on and do the Secret Top 10 because he has a vast knowledge of film. He's very funny and he's got a lot of charisma. So yeah, and uh, I interviewed him before. We had a good time. I like his films, and I like him. Uh, he did throw me a curveball, though, and I feel like this is going to be a common thing that keeps happening in these secret top tens. People just want to stump Dave and make him look dumber than he already does. Anyways, we had fun, though, and I really appreciate him coming on. Uh, there will be a little bit of talk of his trivial at the end of this episode. So first, we get into uh, the secret top ten of his, and then my we get into my awful predictions, and then we get into a little quiz show, and finally, we end it with just some bullshit about some upcoming projects so check it out if you're interested in the second episode of the secret top 10 i appreciate it and there'll be more to come uh i'm here with james l edwards actor director and most importantly film fan and we're here to do the secret top 10 if you guys are not familiar with the show it's a ridiculous concept that i ripped off a bunch of other concepts and made my own uh essentially i have guests that are in indie film world produce whatever the hell Eventually, there's probably going to end up being friends because I don't know that many fucking people. But anyways, so he's going to give me a, a top 10 like uh, subject. I do not know the subject and I do not know the movies or anything like that. I will have two minutes to guess the top 10 in that subject from him to see how well I know him or how well I can guess that subject. We'll go over his top 10 and we'll talk about the movies a little bit. And then we'll go over my top 10, what I thought would be. We'll laugh at my uh, my ridiculously terrible choices then we're going to play a little stupid trivia game or tournament, depending what they, uh, you know, what they want to do. And then we'll bullshit a little bit. So sound good, James? Uh, I think this is going to be a blast. Thank you so much for having me aboard. Thanks for doing it. I had a lot of fun doing the first episode. So you were one of the ones at the top of my list. Here's my trusty little notebook. Do you want me to set the timer or do you want to set it? The timer ready to go. So, oh, okay. You know what, uh, uh, what the top 10 you're going to be doing, huh? Yeah. So what you tell me after you tell me, do you have any caveats like uh, Dustin did monsters, but not not kaiju monsters? And shit right. Like um, essentially, what uh, what we have here, because I uh, basically in keeping of, of my theme of being an actor who is now dipping his toes into directing. These are my top 10 favorite films directed by someone who is essentially known as an actor. And, and dip their toes into the directing field. The only caveat at all is that they have to have a, a, at least a major role performance in the film. Okay, so are you going to so, time me? It can be somebody who directed one time. It can be somebody who's directed a million times. But the main thing is they have to mostly genuinely be known as an actor first. And am I guessing the actor or the, the film? You will, you will guess the film. Okay. All right. Film, so, uh, it's basically the top 10 films directed by actors. Okay. So uh, you're going to tie me. I am ready, set and go. You could try to fuck me up right now. If you'd like, I, I, I wouldn't dare. I, I can't wait to, to see what you come up with. Although I do appreciate that uh, with, uh, with your and Dustin's thing, you would put in little, uh, 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 <clears throat> little videos in between. So, uh, so I'm curious to see what you'll put on here. I am absolutely fucked. I only got two off the yeah. top of my head because it's such a, is it, you know how you're, some days you're on, some days you're off. I'm literally. You, you still two. got over a minute and a half. You're doing great. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. No pressure. No pressure whatsoever. Oh man, I know there's a one movie he directed. I can't think of what it's fucking called. There, there's a couple of those guys. Oh fuck! See, I figured this was this one was going to be too easy for you. No, I'm mostly a whore guy. Well, there's a lot of them. A lot of them on the list. That, well, maybe not. We'll see. Hmm. <clears throat> Oh, I'm, I'm blanking out. I just did one of these <laughs> yesterday. I'm fucking fried right now. This is going to uh, be a big failure. 40 was, seconds. Pain. I got three and I think one's fake. No pressure. 
I'm just writing actors now. <laughs> and you know what? Go, go with that. If, if you want to just go actors, maybe you'll get some of them on my list. Final 15. seven okay that's good it's better than you were a minute ago i have got no horror movies on here um and time is up fuck fuck (laughs) fuck Uh, all right so uh what do we got here i have to give you my list and then you're going to tell me if you had any on your list correct i'll go over my list and then we can laugh at my list and we'll start with yours starting from the bottom uh, starting from the bottom yeah as far as uh, okay so these are actually in order of my own personal enjoyment it does. like i said just just because these are on the list does not necessarily make them good films it just basically means that it's films that i enjoy oh yeah my own. yeah so uh at the bottom of the list was the only film directed by uh dan Aykroyd, uh. which was think the trouble Um, I absolutely adore this film. I love the fact that the studio had such uh, such a fanfare for it initially and then completely shit all over it. When they realized <laughs> it didn't make money, they're like, fuck you, Dan Aykroyd, and it cost a well, lot, too. Well, the, thi- the thing is, the thing that's fascinating about this is the reason he had so much contra- uh, creative control over this thing is that... Warner Brothers was basically so focused on the bonfire of the vanities, which they thought was going to be a major hit, that they're like, you know, let, do, let Dan Aykroyd do his, his weird little horror comedy thing. Whatever he's going to do, that's fine. We're focusing on this. And then when Bonfire was such a massive bomb, they're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? And then they all of a sudden, this became a post-production nightmare. Yeah, and that was uh, the Brian De Palma flick, right, with Bruce Willis? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did yeah. never watched it. It didn't look. Nobody has. No, uh, literally, no one had any interest in seeing it whatsoever. But the student, uh, it was a, it was a, uh, a huge bestseller as far as a novel. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Warner Brothers thought they had this huge property, and it turns out nobody cared about Warner Brothers at all. I so. mean, I think more people uh, love nothing but trouble now than Bonfire. Nobody talks about them. I still, no. I always liked the movie. I saw it was a TV movie for me. Like you catch it on TV, me and my like eight-year-old cousin would be laughing at it because it's fucking fun. It's stupid. It's I, got a great cast. I remember it in theaters and literally I would, me and a girlfriend were the only people in the theater and it was opening night. Was she and happy like, with it or no? No, she hated it. Absolutely. And I had a blast. And it cracks me up because some of the stories I've heard of the making of, I guess Chevy Chase and typical Chevy Chase fashion was a complete douche on the set. You can tell and, he doesn't give a fuck. He does not oh, yeah, give a fuck. He's about how he's the only star there and he's the one making so much money. And it's, it just was a complete catastrophe. But I love it. I think it's a blast. Oh, yeah. You got so, John Candy uh, in it. How can you say you're the only yeah, star when John Candy's in the film? runs great in it. Um, Debbie Moore's uh, in it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun film. So, um, number two on my list is Billy Bob Thornton's Sling Blade. French fried potatoes? Yep, french fries. How much you want for them? I love Sling Blade. Which, just to me, is just an almost perfect movie. I, I just, I love the fact that he was a struggling actor and the idea of him just basically, like, taking this million dollar movie and just just absolutely nailing it. I, I, I love that movie. Um, number two is Bill Paxton's Frailty. Okay. I, I mean, I love Sling Blade and a Frailty is really good. I, I'm a bigger Sling Blade guy. That mm-hmm. was a movie that me and my family would watch all the time. It was one of those ones like we rented it or recorded it. My grandpa dropped right. it off, recorded. We watched it. And then it was like one of those ones that were like, let's watch it again. Like the next day. Right. And my dad's walking around the house, like, sure, like them fried tater. <laughs> you know, like middle-aged guy thinks it's the best thing ever. Uh, just an absolutely incredible, a lot of great performances in that. I mean, Billy Bob gets a lot of the credit for that. I mean, uh, rightfully so he's incredible in it, but John Ritter's great in it. Um, was it Dwight Yoakam? That's the bad guy in that. Don't fucking practice, Randy. They loved Dwight Yoakam. My dad loved him. He used to play in the a basement with his buddy Bill Yoakam. 
which is great okay. because they're so they were playing the basement, but they always like, man, Dwight Yoakam was such an asshole in that movie. That thought it was great. That was so funny because he's such a piece of shit. Uh, but just just a phenomenal picture. Yeah. Um, but like I said, uh, Bill Paxton's frailty, which I absolutely loved. kind of out of left field and i don't know if this is more nostalgia than anything else but this is a movie that no one remembers that i absolutely love dom de his only directorial effort as far as feature film was this cop comedy called hot stuff dom de hot stuff you won't believe it but it really happened hot stuff i've never heard of it it's him, Jerry Reed, Suzanne Plachette. Um, I always forget the guy's name, but he was a character actor who directed the movie Pigs. Uh, oh, that, uh, he's in. He's Jesse Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it? Uh, is it? No, it's Mark Lawrence. Mark Lawrence. He's in Pigs, yeah. though. He plays her yeah, dad. Pigs is a great a, movie. He plays a mafioso, and it, it's it's just an absolute blast. It's just ridiculous. Uh, <clears throat> but but uh, you should. I, I think Warner. Uh, yeah, Warner Brothers did it as one of their um, manufacturer on demand discs. Still yeah, no yeah, Blu-ray, yeah. But, uh, but just a lot of fun. Sounds good. Um, Jackie Chan's uh, Armor of God. I'm a huge Jackie Chan fan. I, I love Jackie. And again, he's directed a handful of his own films, yeah. but that particular one is just so much fun. And it's also one of the ones that he almost died on uh, because uh, there's a scene, he's playing this Indiana Jones type character <clears throat> and he's stealing this relic from this uh, this uh, uh, this tribe, and he's in between two large cliffs, and there's a small tree in between the cliffs, and he grabs a hold, of, or he jumps off the one cliff, grabs a hold of the tree, and literally like repels to the other uh, um, uh, to the other uh, cliff. Well, the first take went great, and he wasn't happy with it, so he did a second take. Uh, the branch broke, and he fell thirty stories and cracked his skull and they actually had to remove, remove a chunk of his skull to do surgery uh, recovered healed came back fired his stunt crew and basically said that and they were uh what was it he specifically wanted to work mostly with an all chinese stunt crew that's yeah. what he was do. and um he fired his crew because of the fact that he said you know if i had a chinese stunt crew as i was falling they would have run in and pushed me out of the way and i wouldn't have been injured yeah, just yeah, complete yeah. insanity. <laughs> so, well, but no, that's, that's one of my favorites. Um, I actually uh, am not as familiar with Jackie Chan as I should be. Like, I know the Americanized Jackie Chan that right. came to the States because I was a young kid. And uh, so, like, I haven't seen a lot of his, like, Chinese or Hong Kong output, like the stuff that made him so popular. I really enjoy his 80s stuff. Yeah. Um, his 70s stuff mostly is period pieces, and I just can't get into period piece stuff, typically. What? I don't know why I've wanted to. I just really typically cannot do period b stuff Let's i don't just know throw why. this list in the garbage <laughs> but um but like all of his 80s stuff like uh, a couple of my favorites uh, of jackie's were like um dragons forever is a phenomenal movie um uh, both of the armor of god films are a blast uh, project a one and two uh his police story series all of the, i mean i'm a huge jackie fan um even his later stuff like now that he's too old to really do the stunts yeah he's a couple of years ago called the foreigner that's really really yeah. good i mean he had a good comic timing too even though you know oh, yeah. just, so that helps i mean i'll forgive him for the karate kid remake that's fine so <laughs> no one watched it i didn't watch it. <laughs> um next on my list is uh, rusty cundiff's fear of a black hat this is more than a comedy this film is subversive we can't let the white man tell us how to sell to our market white freesh um the white man no good the uh, basically the uh, it's a um, uh, a rap version of Spinal Tap. Uh, Rusty kind of would later go on to direct um, <coughs> uh, what was it? Uh, um, Tales from the Hood. 
Oh, I yeah, I love Tales from the Hood. And he, yeah. he did, was this a comedy he made? This like is a, a comedy, yeah. It was him and, um, oh, God, why can't I remember the actors in it? Um, I know the guy who played uh, Lamar Luttrell in the um, uh, in the Revenge of the Nerds movies. Larry also B. an extreme prejudice. I know he's in that, right, too. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he ends up playing a Flava Flav-type character. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. It's got appearances by director Ken Hall and Jeff Burr which okay, is nice. That's cool. Um, but, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, next on my list was Bill Murray's Quick Change. Hey, I got three more minutes. Boy, close, bozo. Let's not mess with me today. What the hell kind of clown are you? The crying on the inside kind, I guess. <sighs> Fill this up with regular, please. This is our perpetrator. Every height, every build, red nose, blue hair. It was the perfect crime. Nice. Now... All they need to do is get to the airport. Did we miss the expressway? Getting farther away every second. Which I, that's probably my favorite Bill Murray movie. Is, that, Nobody is he ever like a criminal him. in that one? Yeah, yeah, he's based as a bank robber. I think I saw that when it came out, but I don't remember. Like one of those, re- I, I don't remember anything about it. It's him and Gina Davis, Randy Quaid, yeah. and Jason Robards. Yeah, I and- remember it vaguely. And it's funny because he had had, again, Warner Brothers, he had had a lot of studio interference and wasn't happy with the way the film was coming uh, coming about. <clears throat> he was editing the film in New York, and it just so happened that it was the same editing studio that Frank Henenlauter was editing Frankenhooker at the oh, time. That's why he saw, that's why his quote's on the fucking box. That's right, because they, <laughs> they ended up, uh, what was it, they ended up running into each other in the halls and just talking a little bit. And Bill Murray had asked uh, what he was working on. He told him Frankenhooker. He's like, I'm having so much trouble with this quick change movie. He's like, you're welcome to put a quote on the box that says, if you see any movie this year, see Frankenhooker. Look for some action. Oh, yeah. Basically saying, don't bother seeing quick change. See this movie instead. Which I and thought it was still stands. <laughs> um, next up is Rob Reiner's This is Final Tap. Okay. Very delicate. So- it's a bit of a departure from the kind of thing you normally play. What do you call this? Well, this piece is called uh, Lick My Love Pump. This is the loudest rock and roll, rock and roll, most explosive band in heavy metal history. This is Spinal Tap. It's such a fine line between stupid and clever. Again, at this point, Rob Reiner's mostly known as a director, but at the time, he was he was an actor. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this is Final Tap is probably one of my favorite films, probably in my top 20 of all time. So just the idea of the movie majority being improv, the initial cut of the movie coming in at like six and a half hours long, and somehow they trimmed it down to 82 minutes. Uh, it's just, just it's a brilliant just a movie. Fun. It's a brilliant oh, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, second on the list was uh, Paul Bartel's Eating Raul. Swing hard, we can! Oh, yeah! Well, swing on this. Which, uh, I again, absolutely love that movie. I, I love the, uh, I, I always see, uh, I love always love seeing Paul Bartell and Mary Warnoff. You know, oh, yeah, they, yeah. I don't care how bad the movie is. If they're in it, I'm going to watch Oh, yeah, it's well worth it. Like their appearance in Chopping Mall. It's just <laughs> oh, like, yeah. it makes it a little bit better. I mean, that movie has so, one of my favorite quotes ever what Paul Bartel reacts to Mary Warnoff when she says, he was just alive today. And he's like, well, yeah, now he's garbage. And he just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, one of my favorite scenes in that too is um, John Paragon, who was uh, Jombie on uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, the, okay. the head in the thing, has a small cameo in the film as a sex shop worker. Okay. And Paul Bartel's coming in to try and buy a vibra- uh, a vibrator, a pair of handcuffs, and some uh, and something else. I forget what it, what it was. But the, the interaction between the two of them is just absolutely hysterical. It's just a fun movie. Yeah, I, I love the hot tub too, guys. He's like, what's oh. the matter? You're, you're, well, you got VD? He's like, <laughs> swing on this. Oh man! Uh, I'm Howard Swine, the, your horny host who's hung with the most. Was it, he was in a bunch of movies? Wasn't he in Death Race 2002? He was in Gremlins as well as oh. Rock and Ricky Rialto. The, man, I don't the, remember uh, him in Gremlins. See, like I'm trying to think, what was it? the real Don Steele was the uh, was the actor's yep, name? Yep, yep, yep. I don't know whatever happened to him, but uh, always love seeing him show up. He got VD and died. Probably, yeah. <laughs> 
And my number one on the list is Alex Winter's Freaked. What's the matter? Right over the little rock star. In Freaked, coming soon to a theater. Freaked, but ugly, but funny. Welcome to show business, you morons. Just absolutely. He loved that movie. That is always going to be in my top ten. San Flan, where's that piece of shit? <laughs> I want you to know that me and my team in Santa Flan. Santa Flan? What kind of shitty name for a country is that? <laughs> <laughs> it is named for the patron saint of creamy desserts. <laughs> I fucking so, did terrible. So did you get any of them at all? Okay, I'll go to the list, but I love Freak too, by the way. It's a very good list. Most of the movies on there I had seen and I had a vague memory of really liking, but man, I love Freak. I can't believe Freak's on the list. I can I, I didn't register anything. I went like mainstream because I was like, fuck it, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? I almost, It was one of those two where I almost put um, Charles Martin Smith's um, Trick or Treat, but he's barely in it. You see, he has a small role yeah. as a, uh, a teacher in it. It's like, well, that doesn't really count. So. Okay, so I'll go up the list. 10. Okay. I didn't get anything. Nine. I didn't get nothing. Eight. Uh, I didn't get nothing. So seven. I wrote this is spinal tap. I did get oh, well, this is spinal tap. Yeah. Look at my chicken scratch. Like <laughs> you this, got ter- one, then. this terrible writing and this bedroom makes me look like a straight serial killer. It's all plain bedroom. <laughs> you need news news clippings on the wall. <laughs> no shit. Uh, and number six, I put the outlaw Josie Wales. that's a great movie i'm not a huge western fan but i will acknowledge that's a great movie see that's when you said i don't like period pieces is when i realized i was fucked yeah (laughs) because i love period pieces so those are all the ones that came to my mind right for some reason i just i I panicked and i couldn't remember if paul newman or robert redford both they directed a lot of movies i think then they Mm -hmm. direct a couple so i wrote robert redford as one of this paul newman because i could not think of the fucking movie dressing burger king introduces newman's own all natural salad dressings in six great recipes on four great salads so come to burger king for a salad dressed better than the guy who created the dressing to give you a salad dressed like no one else sometimes you've got to break the rules and and the sad thing is both of them are very talented but i'll be damned if i can think of i uh, of a movie that they've directed yeah uh, i'm trying to think uh I know they have. There was one a couple of years ago that um, Robert Redford directed. Um, I always mix it up with The Mule, which was uh, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. Um, I, I can't remember. I, and uh, who, who, which one did Kevin Costner direct? Which baseball movie did he direct? Oh, God. It was wasn't it? for Love of the Game because that was Sam Raimi. Yeah, I put that one down because I couldn't remember the it baseball Field movie. Dream. Field of yeah. Dreams. It was, I couldn't remember which was which. And I don't, I don't really give a fuck about baseball. I see. Yeah, uh, I'm not a sports guy at all. I so like sports like, I know movies. That, I know but... that's hip to say where it's like, oh no, I don't care about sports. I truly don't. So it's like. <laughs> I mean, I played them when I was a kid, but I didn't watch too many. I watched MMA. That's all I ever watched. Right. But uh, I put two Braveheart. I was like, fuck it. That was a big movie at the time. You hate period pieces. See, I. But here's the thing, though. I love Mel Gibson. I yeah. am a huge, huge Mel Gibson fan. So the problem is, for me personally, I've never really, I'm not saying they're bad movies. It's just nothing he's ever directed has really personally connected with me. Yeah. You know, Braveheart is a visually amazing movie. It's just not a subject matter that I'm interested in. So. Well, my, uh, my dad and my grandfather used to play in a, a, a Scottish like bagpipe fucking bands and shit. So my oh, dad wow. probably watched that movie a lot. And plus, I was like eight years old when it came out. So, you know, automatically yeah. just fucking love it. And number one, I put on Forgiven because I was like, it's be hard pressed to find a better movie directed by an actor for me personally. Right. So I just wrote and Forgiven. you would be right. I, I just, again, not a fan of Westerns, not a fan. Uh, yeah, just not uh, my thing. <laughs> all right. Why well, screwed up? I got one out of 10. That's bad. I uh, I dove left, but you you swung right. So I, I actually thought you were going to do something involving horror movies. I did. Right. I, I was thinking, or I might have thought you were going to do like something wacky, like SOV movies or zombie films. And I guarantee I would have gotten seven of your 10 zombie movies. I really well, think I would have. I didn't. It was one of those where I didn't know where exactly I was going to be placed as far as this series go. So it was one of those where I wanted to do something kind of unique. Yeah. And I figured, okay, 
he's going to expect me to do the shot on video thing because that's the majority of my career. And he's probably going to expect me to do something horror related. Let's just throw him, throw him a curveball. And apparently it worked. It <laughs> I'm not off. that smart, though. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, basically what I did for you is I know that you're a big George Romero fan. Yes. And I know you're a big dead film fan, mm-hmm. right? I know, oh, yeah. I know your favorite film is Night of the Living Dead, right? No, um, it's actually a toss up between Dawn of the Dead and Texas Chainsaw. Okay, but okay. Uh, I appreciate Night of the Living Dead. It's your just... favorite quote is from Night of the Living Dead. Which quote? Well, I can't tell you that. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah, you go <laughs> ahead. Go, go, you, you go further. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Because I remember reading somewhere that one of your favorite quotes was uh, from Night of the Living Dead. Okay. Okay. So basically, what I did was I just made a really quick, it's fairly easy. 20 question trivia okay. of George Romero's first four dead films. And I'm probably, probably guessing right that you're not a huge land of the dead fan, but you don't probably don't. Hate it. Not, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I remember seeing land of the dead in theaters and absolutely hating it. Yeah. And the thing is once he released document and survival, I've got a new appreciation for land because at least it's a coherent film, which is more than I can say for the other two. Well, Romero's movies. I mean, to me, the, the original three, the original trilogy will always be the, the dead films to me. The other yeah, ones yeah. like, um, so. I like land. I, there's some parts in diary that are okay. Like it, mm. it makes it sadder. Cause you'll see like a genius moment and then it's surrounded by a bad moment. Like, Fuck me. Right. You know what I mean? It's like eating like a, never mind. This is now, this is going nowhere. So anyway, <laughs> I was, was going to make a jello or a pudding analogy. I was like, this is, this doesn't work. This doesn't make any sense. So uh, basically it's going to start off with um, 12 quotes. You have to guess okay. the movie and the character who said it. Oh, I can. Okay. Let's I think you'll yeah, do that. Here, here's where you're probably going to get your revenge from my list because I'm already going into this cocky thinking, oh, well, George Romero, Dead Films, I've got this. It's not going to surprise me if I mess this up. So, so let's see what we got. The first 12 are quotes. The rest are questions. I think you should okay. get, you'll, you'll get a passing. You'll at least get a, I think you'll get a 75 out of a uh, hundred here. So, so it's the, the first it, one. I have to tell you which one of the Dead Films it is and who said, which character said it. If it's a lame character or a character without a name, just a description will be fine. Got it. Okay. okay. So I probably, because I don't think I could say these quotes without trying to do a terrible impersonation of them, just as I've done it my entire life. Here we go. With okay. those bay doors open, there's going to be a thousand zombies in here. That would be in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, that was Ken character, um, uh, Peter. Yep. You so, got it. One okay. down. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, here we go let him go god damn it or i'll cut you in half that was uh sarah in day of the dead uh, Larry Cardell. hated a crime the only person who could miss with this gun would be the sucker with the bread to buy it that would be uh, also ken foray uh peter in dawn of the dead yeah. and it's funny because i have a signed eight by i have a collage yeah. on my stairwell with all of the uh the, the leads and it was when he first started doing conventions, when Ken Foray first, yeah. and he completely screwed up the line. He completely misquoted it. And I, I love the fact that I have that. So. Well, that's, that's got to be one of the best lines. And that's the most like quintessential 70s line in the whole movie. You're like, oh, it's such a cool well, It was line. funny because when I got it, um, the guy was telling me, because I, 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 uh, I used to buy from collectors that would go to conventions for me because I wasn't a fan of conventions yeah. and just basically get uh, pick up autographs for me. When he got it, like he, a friend of mine who did it was uh, telling me that the guy in front of him basically asked Ken Foray if he would sign it Chocolate Man because of Savini's line in Dawn of the Dead. And Ken Foray just looked at me and goes, I'm not doing that. It's like... <laughs> I literally was like, man, shut the fuck up. Wouldn't you? <laughs> shut the fuck up, dude. I'm, all right, so this one's a gimme. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Uh, that is uh, the, chief, uh, the, the police chief in Night of the Living Dead. You got a name is on that chief? Helen? Yeah, that's close enough. That's okay. close enough. Um, uh, this one is gonna be. You got fucked. You got fucked. Oh, fucked. You got fucked. Huh? I think you may have stumped me on this one. <clears throat> De- deliver the line uh, one more time. You got fucked. You got fucked. I don't know. You got me. It's actually a land of the dead quote. Oh, well, that That's, might be, okay. It's the who, bum. 
a bum says it when uh after the main guy riley gets ripped off and charlie oh like, that's right okay yeah we you get fucked and then that bum's like you got fucked you got fucked it's, it's the funniest line of the whole that's movie. a good line okay that was good okay okay so um here we go one of those things grabbed her bit her on the arm uh that was um <clears throat> actually that's that's a trick question because one of those things grabbed her is helen cooper's line from night of the living dead but uh um was it um mr cooper why can't i think of his first name uh harry cooper is the one that says bitter on the arm oh maybe so, I mixed it up too. that was just stuck in my head is only harry cooper saying that so you got me you, you stumped me on that one bitter on the arm uh, i checked on most of them just to double check my work but you never know i thought you i thought you were you were throwing me a curveball no that no one. not on purpose so this one's this one should be a give me too. When the uh, when the dead walks in yours, we must stop the killing or lose the war. That's the Padre in the uh, the tenement building basement yep. when Roger and uh, um, uh, Roger and Peter are uh, first meet. No, no, I dare anyone to know what the fuck he says the first couple times you watch that movie. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's like he's got he's got this great uh, this this speech, but it's like half of it. The accent's so thick, it's so difficult to understand. Well, lose the war. I was like, what? Is he, is he Spanish or is he? I don't know what's happening here. Um, then uh, fucking a biggest piece of meat in the cave. It's uh, that's steel from Day of the Dead. Yeah. Okay. What you gonna watch on that thing, man? Uh, that was one of the bikers during the uh, the, uh, the mall raid in um, uh, Dawn. Yeah, that's a great, that's a little great moment there. <laughs> okay. I once saw one of those things sitting behind a wheel of a car in D.C. trying to dar- drive down Independence Avenue. It didn't make me want to be its friend. <laughs> that was Dr. Fisher in Day of the Dead. Yep. Okay. Somebody's driving real fast. I don't know if you picked that. Um, I hurt. Oh, um, uh, Karen Cooper uh, in uh, um, now. Okay, that all that actually may, might be. Yeah, it is Karen Cooper in the original. Yep. Uh, Night Living Dead because they changed her to Sarah in the remake. Yep, her only line. Mm-hmm. That's yep. why everybody knows it. So, um, go on, run, run, you fucking lunatics. Uh, roads in Day of the Dead. I couldn't give you any good roads lines because they're so obvious. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those, the thing that amazed me about Joe Pilato's performance in Day of the Dead is it's a lot like uh, Gary Oldman's performance in The Professional. Bring me everyone. What do you mean everyone? Everyone! And anybody fucks with my command. They get court-martialed, they get executed. You better know I mean it too, people. In the sense that if anybody, if any other actor had performed it in that way, they would have been laughed off the soundstage. But because they are so good in those roles, it's like, shit, I can't. And, And the sad thing is, I love Joe Pilato, but he, ne- I mean, the remainder of his career, he never, uh, I mean, never had a performance that amazing. The closest one he had was in uh, some, I don't want to spoil it because it could be later asked. So I can't yeah. go on it. But he, he, he never matched. Uh, he never was nearly as good. Like it seemed like later on in his career, he never really got many roles. He was in what? Right. Wishmaster for a second. He was in that uh, Parasites movie where he played the homeless guy, which was pretty fun, actually, by Chad Farron. Farron, was that his name? Yeah. Who did, yeah, that was a pretty good movie, actually. Did you ever see him in, um, what was it? Uh, Robert Effects? Kurtzman directed a movie called The Demolitionist. No, it is that one of those like, like Robo-Cop chick flick? She's like a, a badass chick flick, right? Like yeah. a chick, not chick flick, but chick fighter or something. Right, yeah. yeah. It had a ton of horror actors in it, but uh, he's especially painful to watch in it. Oh, so. that's, that's sad to hear. I did, get, I did get lucky enough to meet him once. He was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I never, unfortunately, never had the opportunity, but everybody I've ever spoke to that did before he passed said he was just amazing. So, uh, number 13, this is not a quote this time. So, name the characters in Day of the Dead, every single one of them. Every single one of them? And okay. I'm not talking about background zombie, okay? You- <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, the scientists were, or the scientists were Sarah and uh, Dr. Fisher, uh, Ted Fisher, um, and uh, Dr. Frankenstein, Logan. <clears throat> Uh, the soldiers were Rhodes, Steele, Rickles, um, Miguel Salazar. I'd be hard pressed to tell you 
Greg Nicotero and the other sub uh, 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 sub uh, 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 soldiers' names. Is that part of this? Yep. Damn. Okay. Well, then you probably have me on this because the only other one that I remember, obviously, is Bub. Um, I don't know who were the uh, who were the other soldiers. You missed John and McDermott, but I figured you knew them. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. Uh, Torres Johnson and Miller. Oh, Mill. Okay, because I remember them screaming Miller as he uh, uh, when uh, right before he gets killed. Man, Torres yeah, gets his head yeah. taken off, and Johnson is the one who gets shot in the friendly fire thing. Yep. Okay. I mean, that movie is my favorite movie, so I have it embedded in my fucking <laughs> Um, So then here we go. What actor, um, where am I at? No, uh, name three actors that appear in more than one dead film. Okay. Um, <laughs> Joe Pilato in both uh, Day of the Dead and Dawn, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Hmm. Okay. I'm thinking. Uh, so at least two. Uh, uh, now, I, I'm assuming we're just talking about the original trilogy. Does the remake count? Do the other ones count? Land of the Dead counts. Land of the Dead counts. Okay. So Savini in Dawn of the Dead and Land of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And huh, let's see here. Is there anybody else I can think of? Hmm. You know what? I uh, I think you might have me stumped. Who was the last one? There's two more. I, I, get, I, was, I was nice on you. There's uh, John Applis. He plays Martinez in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Oh, shit. You're absolutely right. And he yeah. plays Fisher. And then we got Tasso. Uh, I can never say Tasso's last name. He plays Torres, but he also plays Sledge in Dawn of the Dead. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Probably because he's Savini's buddy. And they're like, let's just cover this fucker and make up as much right. as we can. Well, if you notice all the remaining soldiers in Day of the Dead are all just the effects guys that were hanging out on, <laughs> on set. So yeah, I mean, Nicotero and, Tor- and Tasso, yeah. <laughs> right. So, okay, um, here we go. What actor from the first four Dead films worked with Sam Peckaball in a sizable role? What actor from the first? Uh, he has so to be he, one of the first four dead films. Worked in a Sam Peckinpah movie in a sizable role. <clears throat> huh. Was that Richard Liberty? I don't know. I don't believe. I, I don't think he was in any uh, Peckinpah movies in a sizable role. Okay. Um, Not the actor I'm thinking of. I'm pretty sure he did. But I mean, Richard Liberty. What was one he popped up in for like a second? And I was like, hey, shit! Final Countdown. He was in that one. Right. Exactly. You know, I I don't think I know this one either. Uh, it's Dennis Hopper. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Osterman weekend. Yeah. Uh, I always forget. Again, I only think of the first three. So I always forget about land. So. I shouldn't have included land, but hey, I had to have some it, sort it, of it. It still counts. It's still, it's still one of them. Uh, technically, survival counts, even though I think it's unwatchable. So. I didn't include the diary or survival. What two actors from Dawn of the Dead appear in Silence of the Lambs? Okay, um, if we're going technically, Romero has a small role in Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Um, also, if I'm not mistaken, I can't, why can't I think of his name? He was the, uh, the, uh, the, um, not the, uh, the, 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 basically the newscaster at the beginning of Dawn. Um, David Early, I'll give it to you. It's pretty hard. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's got he has a small role as well. Mr. He Berman. Actually, that's right. Yeah, Mr. Berman. Not running a talk show here, Mr. Berman. You can forget <laughs> pitching the audience the moral bullshit they want to hear. Yeah, I always mix this up. Was it him or the other guy that passed? I think it was him, wasn't he, it? He passed. I think they might both be passed by now. Did they both? Okay. I know so, that um Millard Roush is still alive. Right. Because mm-hmm. he popped up in that new Dawn of the Dead uh special features, and I was like, I thought that motherfucker was dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's the best in that movie, but I, I could have swore he was dead. You know, if I would have bet 20 bucks on it. Right, right. Okay, so uh, how many times is the word zombie or zombies used in the first four dead films? Um, Let's see here. In the first four dead films? Mm-hmm. Okay, I know it's not mentioned once in the original. It's mentioned one time in Dawn. Because he said, when those bay doors open, there's going to be a thousand zombies in here. But that's the only time. Because in the original, it was only mentioned, even in the script, as ghouls, right? Yep. Okay. In Day of the Dead. Is it mentioned in Day of the Dead? I can't tell you that. 
No, that's true. Okay. Um, I'm going to say no in Day of the Dead because of the fact that, I mean, I remember them being called Puss Fox. I remember them, uh, but I don't recall zombie being used in there. And in Land of the Dead, it's just the improvised uh, Dennis Hopper line, zombies, man, they creep me out. Am I right on that? It's just two times, right? That's right. Okay. Yeah, cool. that's good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Which director? Was it, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but did uh, did Hopper improvise the line or the nose picking or both? In I'm not sure, but the nose picking, I'm sure he did. I mean, he's yeah. really the best part of that movie. He's great in it, and I'll be honest with you, I have a special place in my heart for Robert Drury in that. Oh, he's uh, good. He's he's pretty good. Much better yeah, than the lead. A lot. Ozzy Argento's difficult to watch in that. She she really is. I mean, that, that movie is, I like it. It's good, but it also suffers from one-dimensional characters. And Romero was the best at writing two-dimensional characters. Like his right. other characters are so two-dimensional. Like even in Day of the Dead, I always use this reference. It's like, he gave Steel so much more to do than he anybody else would have gave a, a guy like that. Like you would have oh, had absolutely. no, you would have just been an asshole. But in that, you're like, you like Steel, even though he's an asshole, because he has those moments of like humanity in him. You're like, oh, this right. makes sense exactly. now to me. Otherwise, why would you just be acting like that? <laughs> so yeah you're doing pretty good uh which director lied about working on dawn of the dead to get work oh it was quentin tarantino he claimed he was a, a featured uh, zombie in dawn and he uh, if that was the case he would have been like 10 years old at the time yep. So, yep. he was one of them fucking kids that got shot in that uh, <laughs> that stuff <laughs> actually those were savini's nephews right his he, nephews yeah, yeah. okay you should get this one. Uh, what is a diner uh, referenced? Uh, what is a diner in Night of the Living Dead? What is it, the one they oh, referenced? Uh, Beekman, uh, Beekman's Diner? Yep. Mm. yep. And they show in the, um, uh, what is that? The one they where they John Russo went and recut it and added all that new footage. Uh, so painful. So uh, it just, uh, you know, I mean, I get the idea that you want to you want to make money off this, but it's like, wow, that thing. And I was amazed that Anchor Bay got behind it. They were like really pushing that thing. And there were so many people that were just disgusted. I was like fucking 12 when I watched it. I don't, I don't think I've ever watched it since. Whenever they released it, I watched it, never watched it since. <laughs> I didn't know any better either way. Right. Okay, so this one's a little, I guess, eh, somewhat. So uh, name four sort of unofficial sequels to the dead films. So it could be official, unofficial sequel to Night or Dawn or Day or one that would really work or, or placated on, you know, like the, the film, film itself. Okay, not counting remakes, correct? No remakes. <clears throat> okay, so um, technically re the Return of the Living Dead series is, okay. Uh, is one. Okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna basically play the easy route and say Return of the Living Dead one through five. Okay. But we'll just a Return of the Living Dead, uh, Night of the Living Dead 3D. Oh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't finish that one. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, is it a sequel? Of, what, what's up? Is it? I got to like Sid Hag. Is that the one with Sid Hag? Yeah, that's the one with Sid Hag. Then they did a sequel to that called Night of the Living Dead Resurrect, or was it? I think it was Night of the Living Dead Resurrection, where they replaced um, uh, what was it? Um, uh, Sid Hag with um, Andrew Divoff. And Jeffrey Combs is also in it, uh, as well as Denise Duff playing um, Sarah Palin. <laughs> you know, I wrote myself, like, as I got older, I said, if George Romero's not, fa uh, family's not making money off a Night of the Living Dead remake or a sequel, or it's not Savini or Nicotero or somebody directly involved with it or his son, I will not watch them. Like, yeah, all these yeah. people go out and they make this fan movie that's called Night of the Living Dead. And, like, it's because I love George Romero. It's like, no, it's because it's a fucking public domain movie. There was one made locally here that they ended up uh, once it, well, upon release, they retitled it. I think it was called Rebirth. And literally all it is is a Night of Living Dead remake where they swap. They basically swap genders with Barbara, where rather than her being a panicked, uh, a, a panicked woman, it's now a gay guy. That's the that's the only difference. Seriously, I'm not interested in it. Like I, I, yeah. I Romero is. I like. I have all the respect in the world for all those movies. Like I wouldn't. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. Fucking... Um, but but to give you two more, because uh, I think I've got three so far. There was Children of the Living Dead. <laughs> I can't believe you but, got that one. Holy shit! Was that thing? <laughs> Abbott that Hayes. Thing? Total garbage. I don't hate and... it. I'm not going to tell you it's good. But I, I watch much worse. Uh, yeah, well, there are worse, but not by much. Not, not by not much. much. Um, and then uh, 
one of my favorites that I love the fact that if I'm not mistaken, both Romero and Russo tried to get it stopped was Flesh Eater, <laughs> which literally is just Bill, uh, Bill Hines been saying, you know what was really missing from the original with my original goal? Me grabbing chubby tits. I I absolutely <laughs> love the scene where he goes and attacks her in the bathroom. And like, it clearly like, you know, his wife's like, what were you doing today on set? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah, are you talking about the one in the barn where he obviously is groping this poor baby fat queen? Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the one in the shower where the girl's like in the towel and he comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's like uh, Nightmare City Part 2. It is ripping off the yo, it's bad. Yeah, It's really... And again, I'm not, I, I'm not even shitting on the movie. I have a blast watching I love it. that movie. But, I mean, come on, Bill. <laughs> we know why you're, why you're making that. <laughs> I, it's a really fun movie. Like, that's... It is. I mean... And I also would have taken Zombie as a sequel to Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that's true. I, I always forget that technically that was uh, uh, that was Dawn of the Dead two in Italy. So. Yeah, I had I had Zombie series, Return of the Living Dead, Flesh Eater, Entry of the Living. You literally got them all that I put down. <laughs> you literally got them all. I've, so wh- how what did you do on here? I think you only got the Land of the Dead question wrong. Um, that's one, and then you got the characters from Day wrong. That's two. Right. I you got to name the three actors wrong. That's three. Mm-hmm. Four, the Peck and Paul one you got wrong. Four. Um, four. You got four. You got an 80%. Not bad. No, much yeah, better I, than my 10%. I'm completely happy with 80%. I can live with that. I got a, I got a 10%. <laughs> <laughs> They're taking away my free tuition. All right. I threw I threw you a curveball. Let's, let's, let's admit that. Um, I know. I'm going to keep getting people on here, and I'm like, I hope they do horror movies. And then somebody's going to be like, I'm doing 50s musicals. And every answer is going to be singing in the rain. <laughs> Your, hey, you know what? Your, when you contacted me, you said make the list about anything I want. Well, that's what I did. It's not. It's about you. That's why. It's about you. It's not about me. All right. So I know that uh, you have a bunch of projects coming up. Like I don't know if I'm pretty sure people are semi familiar with your work and stuff. You've been on the show and you've done a bunch of indie stuff and all that kind of stuff and been around for how long? How, how long you been doing this? I don't even. Know. I started this when I was twelve. I started acting when I was 12 and I'm going to be 50 this year. So uh, that's a long time. <laughs> I don't even admit that. So, <laughs> All right. So what you did, you recently dived into directing. You did um, Brimstone Incorporated was your second film, but her name was Krista was your first. And now you got a third one. Is that That's all completed and done? Not yet. We actually started principal, uh, principal photography on the 17th. Okay. We actually, uh, um, we were supposed to start shooting in November, but I wanted more rehearsal time. I'm a sucker for rehearsing. Okay. So it's like, I, I went ahead and took the winner and was working with the actors and whatnot, getting some stuff ready. Uh, the film was called Trivial, and it is basically a revenge horror thriller um, about seven strangers who are kidnapped and forced into a... Uh, a trivia type uh, uh, game show uh, hosted by a psychotic Sasha Graham. So, oh, that sounds fun. So we'll be, uh, uh, what was it? We will be uh, hopefully releasing that in June or July. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going on the effects on that one? Is it going to be like more like the Red Room style thing? Um, you know what? It's one of those where I, I am not a tremendous fan of uh, like, ridiculous amounts of gore oh yeah yeah, but at the same token i i I love gore films so it's one of those where i want it to be a happy medium i don't this isn't going to be machine girl but at the same time i understand what you mean it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be the 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 bloodiest film i've done let's put it that way i I read a red room reference i didn't mean necessarily like over the top splatter i meant almost just kind of really like grotesque kind of shit they have to do to each other I, I'm hoping that our our uh, our kills in this, or at least our tortures, are, are going to be pretty nasty. Who do you so, got for the effects? Uh, Ron George out of Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I, George, I mean, I only know Trevor will be doing it, and I, I'm actually um, what was it? It's looking like uh, James Bell's going to come aboard as well. Nice, so. nice. He's got some really gross body parts. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, is there any way people can donate, or is that all done with? Yeah, um, we did an Indiegogo that actually went very well. If people are interested, I mean, look me up on Facebook. I uh, I know we uh, we had perks that were still available for associate producer credits, or you can pre-order the uh, the Blu-ray. Uh, I mean, we can always use the extra budget, so feel free to reach out to me. 
Awesome. Thanks for doing this, man. If you have anything else to say or. Yeah, no, just uh, like I've told you before, I love the channel. And anytime yeah, you want me on here, I would be thrilled. Yeah, I think we we're going to have you come on and we would just like review like movies that are like awful, but are the best movies too. like the best bad, like Nightmare City. Like it's it's right. Uh, Hell of the Living Dead. That kind those, of yeah, those kind of movies yeah. that I like. I literally am like giving like a five stars out of five. And they're like, why is it because it's that entertaining? Like, oh, exactly. Fucking, and nobody on the movie thinks it sucks. That's why it's great right <laughs> so yeah i appreciate it uh hopefully all this went well with zoom like, like i said zoom's a little harder to get people's timing down you're just interrupting and there's like weird oh, yeah. glitches and shit but yeah i appreciate you doing this man so oh thanks. anytime definitely thanks thank very you much. so much yeah take care man you too Hey folks, James L. Edwards here, uh, actor and uh, writer of independent films. Uh, you might remember me from such films as Bloodletting, Polymorph, Killer Campout, and June 9. Uh, last year I actually tried my hand at directing. Uh, my first film released in 2020 was the necrophile love story Her Name Was Krista, and I followed that up with a horror anthology called Brimstone Incorporated. Uh, the reason that I'm talking to you today is we are attempting to raise funds for my third feature film, uh, a horror thriller called Trivial. Trivial is the story essentially of six possible strangers that are held captive and tortured by a mysterious woman via a bizarre game show. Our hope is to begin filming this coming October or November with a potential release date of late spring, early summer of 2022. The film will star Sasha Graham from the 90s shot on video classics Addicted to Murder and Polymorph, Drew Fortier of Dwellers and Her Name Was Krista, Tim Novotny, the director of Pharisee and Vile Prey, as well as star of the upcoming series Saint Gabriel, Rick Germain from Russell Massacre and MILFs vs. Zombies, and Adam Clevenger, the writer and director of People to Kill, as well as Ragmore. Our goal is essentially to attempt to raise $10,000 to put towards the budget. Now, if we are able to raise more than that, we'll include more perks in the current Indiegogo, which right now offers signed DVDs, signed Blu-rays, as well as uh, many other different items. I truly hope you'll consider donating to the cause, because to be quite honest with you, we can't do it without you. Again, thank you so much for your time, and let's make this movie.